This is Money Made Simple, the financial podcast that keeps it simple and gets to the point. Kia ora and welcome to our 10th episode of Money Made Simple. Exciting. I know. Uh, Jenny here. I'm back after being banished again <laughs> from last week's episode where Liv was joined by our lovely co-head of lending, Dan Maguire, to talk about mortgages, one of Liv's favourite topics. Well, I don't know if it's my favourite topic. It's your just favourite. <laughs> that and cats. It's true, cats more so. So anyway, this week we are going back to our KiwiSaver basics. So far in our first few episodes, we've covered exactly what the KiwiSaver scheme is and how and why it came about, as well as covering KiwiSaver contributions. But today, we're going to bring you a whole lot of positivity because we're going to be bringing you our top five benefits of KiwiSaver from our combined points of view. Yeah, obviously in Sam's book of the same name as our podcast, he advocates for KiwiSaver pretty hard. In fact, golden rule number four of eight is get into KiwiSaver. So yeah. Hopefully this episode might help convince a few of the kind of sceptics out there, which we know there are plenty, we talk to them all the time, that KiwiSaver is actually a pretty great tool when it comes to planning your future. That may not be you. If you're listening, hopefully you're all on board with KiwiSaver and how great it is. But this could be a cool opportunity to share it with any friends or whanau who aren't so engaged in it yet to hear some really good reasons to be a part of the scheme. Yeah, that's a great idea. Spread the love. Exactly. Share the love, not spread the love. Okay, cool. So let's get cracking. Liv, what is your number one top reason Ooh. that you think KiwiSaver is such a great thing for Kiwis? If you had to pick one, what's the top one? Well, there's too many. No, if I had to pick one of the many reasons that KiwiSaver is great, let's just start with what I think is the very best. I would say that it would be making the most of compounding returns. So we obviously bang on about this all the time, but just because it is so important, let's just really quickly run through it again. So starting early with long-term investments is just such a super powerful way to build your nest egg. Yeah, and compare this to leaving your money sitting in a lower interest bank or savings account, or worse, just spending it all. Like me and us do, yes. I know some people. It, you know, it makes a really significant difference to your long-term balance. Yeah, exactly. So the power of compounding, which we talked about, remember, back in one of our first episodes, means that a little bit invested via your KiwiSaver fund regularly over time adds up to a lot in the long run. So, given that we love an example. We do love an example. Yeah, let's give an example of the compounding effect on KiwiSaver savings. So imagine, just for simplicity's sake, that over your working life, i.e. from 18 to 65, you're earning $50,000. You contribute the minimum amount of 3% to your KiwiSaver, which your employer matches with another 3%. This means that you should be eligible for the government contribution too. And if all these contributions are being invested into, say, a high growth or an aggressive fund, using the assumed return rates for that sort of fund, you could have almost 450,000 by the time you're 65. Wow, $450,000. But that's adjusting for inflation, right? Yes. So actually, you will have saved about $1.1 million. (laughs) (laughs) But in terms of buying power in 47 years, it would be worth about $450,000. And it's also assuming that you obviously don't withdraw any of it. Yeah, so that number might be different if you'd withdrawn to buy a first home or if you'd withdrawn some funds for a financial hardship, for example. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So it's a fairly simplistic example using um, a number of assumptions, but I think it gives us a good idea of the impact of saving small but regular amounts over a long period of time. 
And that's a great thing about KiwiSaver, right? Like we're saving small amounts regularly over time and it's pretty well locked up. Mm. So the returns or the interest that you're earning, they really compound over time because you're not taking them out, you're not spending them. So it's just building and building. Yeah, yeah. So I've, I've used basic numbers using the sorted calculator as we've talked about. And they have some amazing tools that you can kind of plug in all your numbers in terms of salaries and contribution rates and your age and all of that. So actually, we'd recommend people did that yeah, absolutely. themselves to look at what their projected returns Use might be. Use that sorted calculator or those sorted calculators. But in a nutshell, thanks to the power of compounding returns, it means that your money is going to grow, you know, to a fairly significant nest egg by the time you get to 65. Yeah, I reckon I'd be pretty happy with almost half a million dollars at retirement. Yeah, I feel like a few of us would. Don't we wish that KiwiSaver was around when we were 18? I really, really do live. So anyway, that leads us onto our next top benefit of KiwiSaver. So how easy it actually is to invest. Jenny, do you want to take us through why and how we think it's an easy way to set you up financially? Yeah, I mean, one of the joys of the KiwiSaver scheme is that a lot of the work is done for you. So once you've joined... You're saving via KiwiSaver almost automatically. Mm. It gets taken from your pay before you even see it. Your employer contribution is going in too, which will be a minimum of 3%. There's obviously, and we've talked about this, there's lots of things that you can do. You can change your contribution rate or your fund type. But once you're happy with this, you can really just set and forget. Mm, And sometimes even missing out on the set part because you've potentially automatically enrolled. Yeah, if you weren't already a member of KiwiSaver, you'll become a member of KiwiSaver automatically when you start your first job once you're over the age of 18. Mm, And that's unless you then opt out, which we personally don't condone. Yeah, exactly. But if you don't opt out, even if you don't select a provider, you'll be allocated one of the default providers and that minimum of 3% of contributions will start being taken from your salary or wages straight away. Mm. 3% is sort of the default or minimum you can contribute, but you you can contribute more. And it just comes out of your pay each pay period and you don't even have to think about it. And just a caveat here that if you are self-employed, this isn't automated. So Self-employed people need to set up their own contributions, which we call voluntary contributions. And you, of course, can automate them by setting up, you know, automatic transfers from your bank each week or month or whatever you set. But the thing is, versus an employee, as a self-employed person, you have to set that up yourself. Yeah. And there's plenty of studies out there which have shown it's much easier to save if it does happen automatically. So if you are self-employed, unless you're super, super disciplined, that might be a really great thing to do. Just set up an automatic payment. Mm. Human beings are not generally that disciplined and life gets really, really busy and and trying to put money aside. Yeah, Yeah, exactly. Especially during times like this when cost of living is getting super tricky, to put it lightly. Having to stick to your habit of transferring some of your pay into a savings account or into investments if you haven't automated or if it's not automated for you, that would be very, very tempting, surely, to stop when your disposable income seems so tight at the moment. But KiwiSaver means that it's out of sight, out of mind in a way, unless you go through the process of taking a savings suspension like we talked about in our contributions episode. So you automatically keep saving for your future, which is obviously so important. And just a note, as an example, I do the same with investments outside of KiwiSaver. So I'm invested in the Simplicity Global Share Fund in addition to my KiwiSaver account. And it was super easy to set up an auto-invest as soon as my pay comes through to then 
obviously try and build additional savings for the future. This is how you get an early retirement, people. All about that early retirement life. (laughs) Cool. So anyway, let's move on to number three. So surely up the top of the list of benefits of KiwiSaver somewhere has got to be employer and government contributions, which come in on top of your employee or your own voluntary contributions, right? Absolutely. And we again, we've talked about this in the past on our contributions episode. But yes, a huge benefit of KiwiSaver is that you're not saving alone. <laughs> no, that's a cute way to put it. <laughs> you are saving alongside your employer and the, the government if you meet the specific criteria. Uh so if you're employed and you're in KiwiSaver, your employer is going to match you to a minimum of 3% of your salary or wages in addition to your employee contributions going in. Mm-hmm. So that means that there's a total of 6% going into your At KiwiSaver. Least, right? Yeah. Every single pay. If you're not contributing, so you're on a saving suspension or hopefully not opted out, mm. then there's obviously no requirement for your employer to contribute to your retirement savings at all. The other great advantage with contributions is... The government contribution, which we've talked about, but we will keep talking about. Keep banging on about. Exactly. If you meet all the eligibility criteria and contribute at least 1,043 to your account, each and every year the government will then add an extra 521 to your KiwiSaver fund, over and above what you and or uh, your employer have contributed. So that's equal, I think, to about $10 a week, is it, from the government? Yeah, it's, it's paid out at the end of the KiwiSaver year in July-ish timing. And important to note that even if you don't put in the full amount of $1,043, the government can still give you a partial contribution. So they'll pro-rata it based on how much right. you do contribute. Yeah, and, and remember, this is free money just for contributing at least or part of 1043 to KiwiSaver each year. So if you contribute that full amount to get the full government contribution, it's effectively a 50% return on that first 1043 that you contribute each year. So even if you're not an employee, if you're eligible for government contributions, it's a good idea to contribute that 1043 so that you get the maximum amount from the government. That's also if you're not working. So you might have worked true, a part year true. or you might yep. be on maternity leave. If you have the capacity to make a voluntary contribution. It's a really good idea, right? Yep, yep. And as and as we said, you could just contribute whatever is possible for you and at least get a partial government contribution. Yep. Uh, cool. We've done benefit number one, two, and three, and that brings us to our fourth favourite benefit of KiwiSaver, and that's how you can use your KiwiSaver funds to buy your first home. Which is a pretty cool benefit, right? Very cool. Mm. So there are a few times outside of retirement age that you can withdraw your KiwiSaver funds for a specific purpose. And as Jenny's just said, a really cool use case is the fact that you can withdraw some, not all, mind, of your KiwiSaver funds to go towards your first home purchase, i.e. as part of your deposit when you apply for your mortgage. Of course, there are some rules and regulations around how you can use it, but it can be a really big step up towards that classic Kiwi dream of home ownership. And if you're in a couple and buying a house together, either one of you or both of you, if it's both of your first home purchase, can use their KiwiSaver money. So meaning that if you're buying with someone else, you can actually combine, if you're, if you're both first-home buyers, to even more by your kind of KiwiSaver powers combined. It's interesting because when we were putting this podcast together and talking about the benefits uh, of KiwiSaver, we thought that this 
benefit might be quite unique to mm. New Zealand, being able to buy your first home. And I did a bit of research around that. And Love it's a bit it, of research. Uh, and actually, there are quite a few pension schemes around the world that do allow use of funds for purchasing a home. In the, in the same way as us? No, quite different. Um, Aussie's got something called the First Home Super Saver Scheme, FHSSS. Oh, that's what much a, catchier than what ours. What a name. <laughs> And you can withdraw some of your superannuation contributions to buy a home, but there are quite a lot of rules around it and they have to be extra contributions. So you can't oh. use your compulsory contributions or contributions from your employer. Oh, so that's like if you want to use this, you can yes, do this extra it. stuff. And there yeah, are a few tax, different. there's some tax benefits okay. to doing that, but it's not the same. Mm -hmm. In the UK, you can get your pension funds out early, but you have to be 55 or Ooh. over. Well, that's a little bit older to be buying your yes. first home, right? <laughs> so, and it's not a first home. So uh. it could be, you could use it to buy another home or purchase a rental property. And in the Swiss pension fund, you can use it to buy a home, but you can also draw down money to maintain your home. So uh. to keep it. Oh, to I keep bet Kiwis value. would love that, knowing our DIY. I know. Kind of and you can only do that up to the age of 50. So there's lots of different rules around the world. Anyway, I found it. Really interesting. interesting. And they're, they're quite different to ours. New Zealand's way of letting you kind of draw down most of your KiwiSaver savings to buy your first home and get on the property ladder, that seems a little bit more simple than those other countries you've talked about. However, it's worth mentioning that a first home withdrawal with New Zealand's KiwiSaver can sort of reset your savings. Yeah, at that point you might be starting to save for your retirement from scratch. Yes, but if you think about Sam's book... One of his other golden rules to secure your financial future is buying a house. So the KiwiSaver scheme is really designed to let you do both. I think that's the other thing that's really good about the way we're doing it in New Zealand is that it gets people motivated to start saving from a younger age. If you're 18, retirement it's seems so like long a gazillion away. years yeah. away. Yeah. But saving for a first home might be 5, 10, 15 years away. Having that more immediate goal gets you into some mm. really good habits and you feel good about that process. It's a really cool thing. Yeah. So let's move on to our fifth and final favourite benefit of KiwiSaver. This one is a little bit harder to kind of understand based on a lot of the feedback that we get from maybe less seasoned investors. But I think it's something important to touch on. Yeah, this is an important one. It's that the KiwiSaver scheme, much like other retail investment funds, is a highly regulated way to invest. So it's carefully managed and well-structured with a lot of oversight from trusted parties. Yeah, so that basically means your money is very protected from being invested irresponsibly or your money being stolen or going missing anyway, right? Which is something that, you know, it's a common misconception of KiwiSaver. Yes, but this is not to say that your savings no, no, are not no, going to no, go up no. and down in value as most of our KiwiSavers have over the, you Especially know. Especially the last few years, last, right? Yes. It's been a volatile little time to yes, be alive. So every KiwiSaver provider has oversight from a licensed, fully independent supervisor that actually holds the investments on the KiwiSaver member's behalf. So it doesn't actually go directly to the fund manager themselves at all. Yeah, and then the supervisors are yeah. also yeah. <laughs> supervised quite closely themselves by the regulator, which in New Zealand's case is the FMA or yeah. the Financial Market Authority. Exactly, you're correct. 
Yeah. I'm getting really good with my financial acronyms. acronyms. <laughs> so much jargon, right? Yeah. So even though there may be some distrust and frustration out there from, as you called it, less seasoned investors, um, the high levels of regulation mean that it's a much safer place to invest your hard-earned money than non-regulated investment offers that you could Which see out there. there are plenty out there, right? I yes. see them all over my socials, um, but yeah, there's... Yeah. There's lots of stuff out there, which usually is labelled as wholesale, which is basically a less regulated product than the retail types of investments like KiwiSaver and other investment funds. So that's a watch out for you. Yep. Great. So that wraps up our top five benefits of the amazing KiwiSaver scheme. And honestly, there are so many other great benefits of the scheme, such as potential tax advantages if your funds are um, what we call pie structured, so based in New Zealand, which we'll discuss in a later episode. Um, your funds can be really highly diversified. You can help your kids get a kickstart into saving by setting them up with KiwiSaver early that they can't then touch. And there's heaps more. Yeah, and we'll cover lots of these things in future episodes, right? Yeah, yeah. Cool. So as for next week, we are going to be covering fees and interest on financial products and how to potentially avoid paying far too much. I look forward to that. Cool. Awesome. Until next week, guys. See you later. This podcast contains personal opinions and is intended to provide educational information only. It doesn't relate to your particular financial situation or goals and is not financial advice or recommendations. Simplicity New Zealand Limited is the issuer of the Simplicity KiwiSaver Scheme and Investment Funds. For product disclosure statements, please visit Simplicity's website, simplicity.kiwi.